Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Ezekiel 24. I'll read the heading first. The irrevocable judgment of Jerusalem is foretold. As a sign to the Jews, Ezekiel does not weep at his wife's death. I'm going to read a few verses and then I'll read a narrative about what's going on here. Again in the ninth year, in the tenth, this is the first verse. In the tenth day of the month, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, write thee the name of the day, even of this day, even of this same day, the king of Babylon set himself against Jerusalem this same day, and utter a parable unto the rebellious house, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Set on a pot, set it on, and also pour water into it. Gather the pieces thereof into it, even every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with the, with the cho- choice bones. Take the choice of the flock, and burn also the bones under it, and make it boil well, and let them seed the bones of it therein. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the bloody city, to the pot whose scum is therein, and whose scum, or refuse, or filth, is not gone out of it. Bring it out piece by piece. Let no lot fall upon it, i.e., let none of the pieces be selected for consecration. For her blood is in the midst of her, she set it upon the top of the rock, she poured it not upon the ground to cover it with dust, that it might cause fury to come up to take vengeance. I have set her blood upon the top of a rock that it should not be covered. Okay, so let me read a narrative about that because it's uh, this is a parable that's happening. The pot is the in this parable represents the city of Jerusalem. Its inhabitants are symbolized by the flesh and bones in the pot. The choice pieces denote the strongest and most important inhabitants of the city. Zedekiah and his family would be part of this group. Boiling the contents of the pot on the fires represents the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. The scum in the pot indicates impurity and bloodshed in Jerusalem, the inhabitants of which are in a very sinful state. As the contents of the pot are brought out piece by piece, so will the city of Jerusalem be emptied of its inhabitants one by one, either by death or by captivity. The phrase, let no lot fall upon it, means that the contents of the pot will be pulled out indiscriminately at random, without preference. The heating of the empty pot represents the burning of the city of Jerusalem after the siege. That was all by Kiel and Delich. Dumbelow also said, uh, Ezekiel 24, 7-8, refers to the blood being set on the top of a rock. The city was has shed blood, which is not covered with earth, but has been left uncovered like blood poured out upon a hard rock, which the stone cannot absorb and which cries to God for vengeance because it is uncovered. The thought is that is this, she has sinned in an insolent and shameless manner and has done nothing to cover her sin, has shown no sign of repentance or atonement by which she might have got rid of her sin. This has all been ordered by God. He has caused the blood that was shed to fall upon a a bare rock that it might lie uncovered and he might be able to execute vengeance for the crime. Alrighty, then down to verse 15. Also the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke, yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shalt thy thy tears run down. So as I mentioned in the heading, it talks about his wife and that he's not supposed to mourn for her death. So let's read more about that. Although the Lord took away the desire of his eyes, meaning his wife, Ezekiel was instructed to make no mourning, 
Putting ashes on the head, making one's feet bare, covering the lips, and eating bread of mourning were all signs of grief. When Ezekiel thus abstained from all lamentation and outward sign of mourning on the death of his dearest one, the people conjectured that such striking conduct must have some significance and asked him what it was that he intended to show thereby. He then announced to them the word of God. As his dearest one, his wife, had been taken from him, so should its dearest object, the holy temple, be taken from the nation by destruction and their children by the sword. When this occurred, when then would they act as he was doing now. They would not mourn and weep, but simply in their gloomy sorrow sigh in silence on account of their sins and groan one toward another. That was all by Kiel and Delich. Anyway, that's all I'm going to read today since that kind of explains what's going on, and we'll see you next time. Bye.